0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I do not see Bruce MacArthur seeing daylight. I do not see him in a public setting ever again. Um, if, if he were to be paroled, then we'd have to start questioning our sentencing in the country. There you go. That's the police chief earlier today in the aftermath of the sentencing of Bruce MacArthur. 25-year parole ineligibility. And uh, some people see that as being well, somewhat light And uh, the judge decried the notion of symbolism uh, and also vengeance as opposed to retribution. So uh, on these matters, we can leave it right now. There's another interesting aspect, at least, that I would like to dwell on, and uh, that has to do with the judge. You know, when he actually pointed out uh, that these eight innocent victims, quote, then faced the greatest post-mortem indignity. Each was systematically cut up in pieces and buried in planters or in the grounds in an unsuspected person's, unsuspecting person's property in Side. The ability to decapitate and dismember his victims and do it repeatedly is pure evil. And I wondered about that. Uh, what does prompt somebody to really uh, dwell on the dark side? Let's get Dr. Oren Amitay in here, the registered psychologist and media commentator. He can help me out. Oren, good to have you back on The Oakley Show. Thank you, John. Oren, I mean, the the idea, evil, uh, is that a psychiatric disorder?
1: Uh, It's not one that most psychologists, psychiatrists would like to use or a term that they would like to use. Um, I refer to it all the time uh, because, to me, evil is the ability to do horrific acts without any empathy or remorse or consideration for the victims, and uh, that would describe basically a psychopath, which is not a technical diagnosis in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, but it is a term that we do use.
0: All right, and so if somebody gets uh, these evil intense uh, intentions, I mean, do you know what conditions create a predator?
1: Well, well, there's two different terms, um, a predator and someone who's totally evil, because a predator can be someone who's stalking, who's trying to harm others, uh, but they may not be pure evil, whereas someone who's evil would do all that and more. So what kind of conditions? We don't know for certain. We believe there's some genetic components. Uh, We also believe that there is, um, you know, abuse or severe neglect in early childhood. Uh, Studies on monkeys have shown that if a uh, baby monkey is deprived of maternal contact, uh, uh, the brain can develop in ways that you know are similar to what we see with psychopaths, which is basically a lack of activity in the uh, in the prefrontal cortex, which uh, is associated with conscience, judgment, impulsivity, executive function.
0: Right, and so uh, any indication that that's what MacArthur suffered from.
1: Uh, that I don't know. I mean, we haven't, no one's um, assessed his brain as far as I know. Um, and so it's hard to know, you know, why he became the way that he did. Uh, you know, it's a cop out, but it's likely a combination of, you know, biology and early experience. And, you know, look, uh, people, I don't want people to think that um, all psychopaths. Are monsters hiding under the bed? Because there are many psychopaths, unfortunately, among us who, you know, who occupy, uh, quote-unquote, normal roles. Um, you know, leaders of countries, bankers, and so on. I mean, there's, there's a long list of them. They don't have to be serial killers, but they can still ruin lives nonetheless. And, you know, none more so than the gruesome and evil acts of Bruce MacArthur. Yeah.
0: Well, all right. Uh, so the faulty wiring thing, uh, that's fascinating. Are there predictors then for this kind of behavior?
1: Um, that's difficult because there are, there are several that um, are pretty strong predictors, but we can never, I don't want people seeing someone acting this way and go, oh my God, this is a sign for sure. Uh, but cruelty to animals. Um, early on, and we're talking actual animals, not you know, and and it's usually like larger animals, like dogs or cats. Um, you know, uh, killing ants is not necessarily so, but that's a, a large one. Um, you know, did, uh, engaging in antisocial behaviors from a young age, and antisocial, I don't mean as being shy or withdrawn, but rather criminal activities from a young age can predict this. Uh, we see, I mean, I've seen a number of children who have. Um, who have the markings of what could be a psychopath, and uh, what I've seen is dead eyes. It's frightening to see a young child with absolutely nothing behind those eyes. Now, having said that, a child who's been severely traumatized can present similarly, and it doesn't mean that they're going to become a psychopath. They're probably going to do more harm to, them, to themselves than to others. So that's why I say we have to be careful not to say, aha, if these markers are present, they must predict you know, psychopathy later in life.
0: Wow, the dead eye. So a thousand yard stare, you've got uh, Damien, omen two, uh, and he's living around the corner.
1: Pretty much. And, you know, I've seen this in adults many times, but seeing it in a child, that the first time I saw that, that really did, uh, you know, freak me out.
0: Really? Uh, let me just pursue that a little more fully. I mean, is this something that uh, you could tell readily or uh, what was it, just the blankness behind the, the eyes uh, that there was just nothing was penetrating?
1: a lack of connection with the person. Uh, When I was looking at him, again, it was that dead-eyed stare um, he wouldn't smile. There was no affect on his face, and like I said, somebody who's severely depressed or who's um, uh, traumatized could look similar to that. But with him, uh, the additional thing was that I knew what behaviors he was engaging in. So what he was engaging in was um, like very destructive acts. Um, he was assaulting other children, um, sexually assaulting them as well, but not for a sexual purpose, but rather as aggression or dominance. So you know, he'd whip out his privates. He would defecate um, over on their beds. And so on so knowing that plus that dead-eyed stare uh you know it was concerning and then as he got older i found out that yep he had unfortunately gone that path and continues his his uh, path of destruction
0: how old was the child at the time you uh, first met him
1: uh he was i'm gonna say he was around seven I, I met him twice in fact so i'm gonna say i think it was around six or seven and then uh, about two years later
0: can you repair something that's dysfunctional like that
1: that is very difficult. Um, unfortunately, you know, there's, there's been basically uh, some very contradictory evidence. So uh, on one hand, they said, for example, kids who were brought up in orphanages, in terrible orphanages, and were you know, t- adopted uh, at a young age, at first they were saying you know, they were able to kind of repair the damage, and with the contact with, you know, with good people later on, it helped. And then years later, they looked back and said, well, you know, a lot of those children, even in a good environment, the damage had already been done in those early years. And as I was saying earlier with those studies with monkeys, where they could actually, um, you know, unfortunately, cruelly, uh, deprive them of any maternal contact. And then they sliced open the brains afterwards and said, these things really do look like we see with psychopaths. So it's a tough call. It's really a matter of how much of it is due to, you know, the, the genetics, biology, and neurology, versus how much and can environment, you know, mitigate this, uh, this problem. And, it, it, you know, you can't predict with 100% certainty. It's, it's all these factors. Uh, but it is very difficult, not impossible, but very difficult to kind of write the the, the course after a child has you know, either been born a certain way or undergone some terrible conditions early in life.
0: Well, how do we account though for MacArthur? I mean, uh, by all accounts, or at least what we're aware of, he started his killing in the late 50s or his 60s. I mean, this is not a child after all.
1: Yeah, and that's an interesting one. I know that he was um, arrested previously for another assault, and so those are the earlier indications. Um, so I don't know what happened to him, uh, throughout his life that could have made him this way. Uh, people, I mean, and I'm not going to say this with him cause I don't know. But we do know that a severe incident, a trauma, can dramatically change one's personality. Um, So that is possible. When we see someone without a history like this, and it comes later in life, oftentimes that can be it. Uh, There could be something that's happening uh, neurologically. We've seen cases where someone has a tumor or some other type of brain, uh, brain, uh, something impacting the brain, and it really does change their personality, and we don't know it until we actually realize, oh, there was something going on neurologically. Uh, so I really don't know. I don't know enough about him. Nobody knows yet enough to explain why or how he could be so evil.
0: Again, Dr. Oran Amates with us, registered psychologist and media commentator. You know, the other thing, it's been posited that uh, he might have become addicted to killing eight victims, again, that we know about. Uh, is there something along those lines where you can be, you know, uh, insatiable because it gets easier as you progress through the numbers?
1: There is an expert. I'm forgetting his name is John something, but he has argued that, yes, um, this can happen. And he actually says it often starts off with a sexual proclivity. So it may be you know, whether it's, um, it's a sexual orientation, whether it's a fetish, that there's something that begins and it, it, you know, it gives you a sense of life um, or you know, excitement. And then he says that you kind of uh, spiral downward to deeper and deeper depths. So, um, it and it can end up in murder, it can end up with torture, uh, it can be, end up with this dismembering of bodies, as we've seen. So it does seem like you can, it's kind of like a slippery slope. You start off on the path, you get a taste for blood, so to speak, and where you end up can be, as in this case, you know, the most horrific nightmare.
0: Yeah, and the fetishes that include uh, keeping trophies from his victims, staging uh, in all kinds of undignified manners. Uh, I mean, is that all part and parcel of the psychopathic uh, makeup?
1: Well, in this case, yes. Again, because psychopaths can manifest in different ways. Um, in many ways, it is about the control. It's about the, uh, the feeling of omnipotence. It's about, again, feeling alive because oftentimes they feel dead. So getting those rushes, uh, that can all be part of it. And again, in his case, the, mani- the manifestation is very sexual. It's very degrading. And in all cases, or almost all cases, it's all about power.
0: So would we uh, classify these things as thrill killing?
1: Uh, it depends because um, the, the people who study this more, like they, 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 I don't want to uh, use terms that they would say, well, we'll use it in this particular case because these factors have to be present, um, so some could call it that, but I I, mean, I know others who are more invested in the field might say no. We would say thrill killing would be more, and they would say several you know variations uh, of what or variants to what actually happened. So uh, I don't want to say that, but it would definitely look like that in some ways. Uh, so you know again I'm not I don't want to use I don't want to mislabel it.
0: Right. And so uh, as these people shuffle off the mortal coil, I guess it would really behoove us to study their brains if we can. I mean, are you involved in any of that?
1: Uh, I'm not studying the brains. My involvement with psychopaths is usually when I am assessing, uh, somebody as part of, uh, is often court ordered. It's a type of assessment and, uh, that's where I go. And I, I don't look at the brains. I do, uh, various amounts of psychological testing and interviewing and, um, you know, a large part of it is not about seeing whether they're psychopaths. It's basically trying to show that what they've been accused of, um, you know, they've actually done because they very rarely admit it
0: and this kid with the thousand yard stare who's now grown into an adult uh any idea of his whereabouts he's not in downtown toronto is he
1: uh, I don't know. I have not um, kept in touch with him, so I only, uh, you know, and I wasn't even, the thing is I wasn't even assessing him. He was part of an assessment that I was doing, and he was part of the family, and uh, then I just heard through, uh, through lawyers that he was, you know, had fallen into the system, so I'm hoping he's incarcerated, uh, but I don't know, but I do know that many interventions were tried, um, you know, they tried taking him out of the family, they tried uh, getting him to see therapy, and none of it seemed to work. Wow.
0: I guess that's the definition of bad seed.
1: Yes, sadly. And, but in other cases, I've seen other kids who looked like they had similar uh, tendencies and with proper therapy and, and support and love and, and in the proper environment where they were able to turn around. They aren't what we're going to call, quote-unquote, normal, but they are able to function better, and there do seem to be traces of empathy. And I, I, you know, I can't stress that enough. When you don't have empathy... When you have no regard for, you know, the impact on other people, um, you can literally do anything, basically, as long as you're not afraid of getting caught.
0: Yeah, that's uh, the harrowing prospect of those people walk amongst us, and uh, hopefully we can, you know, preempt any kind of serious damage to society or individuals. But, listen, Oren, it's always great to have you come on the program and explain things from uh, your medical perspective. Uh, Much appreciated. You have a great weekend.
1: Thank you very much, John. You too.
0: You got it. Dr. Orin Amitay, registered psychologist and media commentator. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.